It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Welcome in Reno. Vegas is here. The Valley. The Valley. As they say in Cobra Kai. That, this Valley and that Valley. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. We're at Silver Sevens. A lot of fighting in the Valley. Mass. There's. It's just. It's so dramatic there. Why are there so many it's, fights? It's just. And Terry Silver. There are fights everywhere. I know. The streets of the Valley are not safe. So dangerous. I've been there many times. I've never felt in peril. But after the show, I'm not head on the swivel. You've never, you've never squared up in a karate match on the on the streets in the I Valley. I don't feel like there are just karate masters seems, walking the streets. Seems like it happens like ten times a day. I don't know. I go to an El Torito, and I think, I don't know where, Woodland Hills, and I've never, no one's ever tried to kick me or b- broken a chair over my back. And well, Learn karate, and then maybe you go, join maybe, in. Maybe Canoga Park, maybe, maybe a little bit dangerous there. I don't know. It's good. We got a good big four on the way. We got Shannon Kelly coming up, Nevada <laughs> Sportsnet. Two Cobra Kai I, I, I don't know who's left playing in the Mountain West Conference, but the, the, the transfer portal well, everybody's back at Reno. has been dynamite. <laughs> well, we said three weeks ago that everyone was coming back to the pack, and Adam spoke up, and he's like, are we sure? You're right. You're right. And now Utah State is getting cleared out. But I think what's going on at Utah State is very UNLV-like from years past because there's been a big gap from losing a coach to naming the next one. Big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. Did things get any better for you and – your Masters Fantasy League with, uh, he's your guy, he ain't my guy, Jordan Spieth. Any improvement? He was all, all he was all the way down to, uh, he had gotten out to a good start. He's, at, he's uh, putting for par right now at three under. Okay. All right, it's a good bounce back. Leaders are seven. I saw Tony Finau get to three under, too. That's another Ooh, one. Ooh, Rom, Kepka, Hovland, seven. Kepka, live guy. Live guy. Why did they let him back? Hopefully he doesn't win. Fred Ridley, the chairman, made bold statements in December. These live guys, basically not welcome. There's a legacy here. Spieth got the puck. And then he opens the door for them to stroll right in. And old man Phil, all uncomfortable. He's, well, he's not, he's not in real contention. He's one under. Not bad. Oof. The live that guys. Du- that double bogey hurt Spieth on the back nine, but finishes three three under. We'll take it. We talked about sports washing. Uh, the Saudis using their money around the world to improve their image, kind of take the eyes off the uh, disgusting prize. So they're definitely involved in golf. How much are they involved in soccer? They're trying to be more. Trying to be more and more. What are more. they trying to do? So they already landed one big fish. And it used to be that the, the players – at the very end of their career, uh, might come to the U.S., maybe play some MLS, make some money, make a bunch of endorsement money, and uh, and ride off into the sunset. But now it appears that is what Saudi Arabia is going to do. Ronaldo has already signed the massive contract uh, over in Saudi Arabia, and now their rival club looks like it's at least 50-50 that Messi is going to sign there as well. 35 years old is, uh, is Messi right now, so... Uh, maybe Messi and Ronaldo playing on rival clubs in Saudi Arabia by the end of the summer, which would be uh, pretty wild for the nation and for soccer in general uh, to have a couple of, couple of guys like that over there. And we'll see how that continues to develop with the Saudi Soccer League. But 
A lot of big money being thrown around, just like it is in golf. Ario is outraged. Because you're, you've been consistent on this. You've been the one person on the show consistently pushing back on Liv and mocking on how poorly it's doing and their ratings. Well, it, I, it's ratings. Because I don't know what they're – I don't know enough about what they're doing soccer-wise. My, my biggest problem with Liv is that it's strictly a political play. It's not a real no. golf league. Like, there's nothing real about it. It's, you can't find it anywhere on TV. They're not trying to make money. They already paid the players their money, so they're not making anything on tour. I mean, they're making money, but they're not winning on tour. Uh, it's They don't even care if people watch it. They're not trying. When's the last time you saw like a, an, a, uh, an event advertised? And by the way, I watch a show on CW every week. Still don't see it. It's not. They don't try to get people to watch it. They might be trying to get people to watch their soccer league. I don't know. But if you're going to actually have a league, fine. But it's a, Liv is a fake league. Number three. I'd have to do this every once in a while because something hits me. Omaha! Red Cadillac! Audible? 12. Yeah, Audible. You watch a show on CW. I do. So do you. Do I? You stopped? Do I? You stopped? You're out? I got problems. I got big problems. What's the show? All-American. What season is it in? I don't know. It's in, it's in season five. Now, okay. maybe I. this is going to be old guy will be corrected quickly. I finally get through season four. I, I watch this on road trips. I had to double up a little bit and watch at home. I'm so amped up for season five. And don't tell me what's going to happen. We could have breakups. There's a lot of problems. I go to watch episode one, season five, and I'm like, where is it? It's on CW. Yeah, I downloaded the app for CW, pull it up. Oh, you know what? You can start watching at episode seven. One to six, not available. I, I, am, I am stymied now. Now, here's the good news, if they're accurate. It's supposed to start on Netflix on May 1st. Okay. So I got to wait for it to end, I think, or at least be like, so halfway through. Do, so right now I can't watch it, and, I, do, and I don't have the ability to steal TV like the rest of you people. You do have to do one thing. So I is there like a CW now? Do I have to pay another maybe, level? Well, I so I what uh, what service are you using these days? Oh, my main television yeah. is Hulu. That is not an endorsement at all. Believe me, if you ask me uh, to talk about Hulu, it's not going to be. So good. I'm on YouTube TV, and the, you just go to CW on demand and watch it. Mm. But I also record it every week, so you I double? have it. Uh, tonight, so, I will you text you after the this, game. Though. It'll be 1 o'clock in the morning. I want you to check YouTube TV okay. and see if all of the episodes are up on that availability. Why are you looking of, at your watch? Because I'm, like, timing it out. I don't know. I always like to do the watch. It's something I started doing 30 years uh, ago. I'm still. You do have to do this. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you right now. All right. You told me to brace for the beginning. No, it's not even the beginning. It's, a, it's like three or four episodes. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. There is a wild twist. Don't okay. look at the Don't look I'm at the not episode. Going to re- I, I never like do. The episode recaps. I never do. Because you'll, you'll find out what it is. It's, I never it's, do. It's, it's a crazy one. So, yeah, don't do that. God, I'm so hooked. What's going on right now and, and when you are when you left off? Uh, I mean, Liv and, and Spencer, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, the friendships aren't good right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this weird relationship she- is with uh, with the, whatever, the, the coach of uh, Coastal California and – I don't know what's. I can't even keep track of the teams, and it's just like everyone's fighting. I just feel like the whole thing's gonna blow up. 
I'm crying every episode. It's did, it's a did, mess. Did Liv publish her article yet? I I know something bad's happening. Did she publish her article? Uh, I think it was right on the verge of it. I she, I mean, this Wade guy, he doesn't take her out, does he? <laughs> I don't like that Wade guy. Boy, no, boy, boy he's, he, someone's got to get him. I want this. I'm actually, I'm now I'm starting up Snowfall. And I, want, Are you? and I watched both of them at the same time early on because I was like, oh, L.A. and L.A. And I, I actually I want I actually want crossover. I want, like, Franklin Saint to go from Snowfall over to All-American and take out Wade. Are you angry that he'll I kill got any, you? He'll kill anyone now. Are you angry that I got you watching this show? Nah, you know what? I, I complained about it. Um, actually, one of the characters I complained about a lot was Coop. Uh, the Coop characters I thought got pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, I'm, I'm, I actually I think about that often. I'm like, you know, I ripped the show early on, and now I'm completely in this vortex of this teenage. Soap, you just use this, vortex? This, this teenage soap you're, opera. You're using you're using, using words from the show. I am using words from the show. What are you, what are you yes. doing? I am officially in their vortex. <laughs> it's a great show. I, I wish mean, I was their, their age, and and I could actually do what they're referencing in the. Well, you vortex. are their age. Well, maturity wise, yes. <laughs> I mean, no, they're very old. They, they actually they're are incredibly old. I try not to do that at all. Uh, you know, because what was the last one? 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. And then when I start looking him up, I'm like, eh, this guy's 31 years old. He's playing a high school student. I mean, they, you're right. There are some old people on that show. As, I, as I've said before. They're not They're not 50 plus. Lay, it's my favorite fact from the show. Layla was born in the USSR. Yeah. I don't mean she was born in Russia. That's old. She was born in the communist USSR before the country fell. She's playing a high. She's 19 in the show. Um. From nine hundred two and zero, was it Andrea? I think yeah, at she the was like forty. I think at the time she was actually like thirty two years old, playing a high school student. Yeah. So that might be the record. Although I think there's a character in Greece who was actually thirty four, playing a high school student. Was that a little uh, too much knowledge there, Ari? The Ga- Gabriel Wait, all, Carteris? All, all, was that her name? Gabriel Carteris. Yeah, oh. all rules of the big four are out the window. We can we'll do number four uh, with Brad Powers or number one. I, I need to find out how how old Layla is though. I, she's incredibly old. Oh boy. Oh. Trust me, Ari. I see your message about muting stuff. I, I know. I'm not. I gotta with both of these shows. I gotta find a way to watch them. And uh, I'm not in tomorrow. I'm just watching TV. Number two. Now there's a real decision here. I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go with this one. Um, Dan Hurley, UConn national championship coach. He has been making the rounds. <laughs> She's 32. It happens. <laughs> hey, look younger. Uh, Dan Hurley's been making the rounds. Uh, I think he was on Rich Eisen today. I didn't get to hear that one. But uh, you see, he was he's sort of complaining about the respect they got going into the tournament and the fact that they got a four seed. And he said he the media didn't realize it. He didn't kiss enough rear ends to get the respect that they deserved. Like, do you, do you know how the tournament's seated? Like, we don't have any say. What do you do you think there's a media vote in the net? You know what they did? They lost six of eight games. Right. <laughs> that's that's what they did. But here's where he really got me. I hate, hate people from the New Jersey, New York area. Like you? Who do this? I don't hate all of them. All of them. No, who do this? He said, uh, maybe I don't do a great job of kissing the media's ass and presenting an image that's likable, which, by the way, is not... That's not accurate. I think he's he's kind of likable, but I am who I am. I'm from Jersey City, and this is how people from Jersey City act. Okay, stop. And the first thing it got me thinking of is Michelle Fiore with her Brooklyn act all the time locally. Like, um, you know, I'm gonna knock you out. That's what we do for Brooklyn. Like, you, you don't do that from Brooklyn. <laughs> You're a 50 year old woman. You're not knocking people out. Actually, she tried to try, but uh, everyone, all, all the New Jersey, New York people, I know you. Okay, I am you. 
Stop with the we're the toughest people on the face of the earth. We don't, we don't put any punches. We're not here to be liked. Shut up. After, you just, had this, like, after uh, you just had this great conversation with his dad the other day? I, I His dad was great because his dad doesn't do that. I bet you he does. That, well, he might. Yeah. You're right. His dad's 75, so he's mellowed out a lot. Bob Hurley Sr. People, people but I, I, it's like I, I hear that. It's like, oh, yeah. People from New York. We're, we're like this. We're tough. We, we don't pull any punches. We're not here to be liked. Okay. Well, the, they're not. They're not the toughest, but they do like to tell you they're the toughest. Yeah, they're, That's the, what they're, they're some of the wimpiest when it comes yeah. to being sports of fans. Of course, we get into arguments. You and I all all the time with them because I push back on them, and they're like, "You don't know that." I'm, I'm from the area. Up yours. This is Shut what up. we do. Yeah, this is what Shut we up. do. Shut up. Over here, New York. Dan Hurley could play a coach on All American. Also, he's. <laughs> He's young enough. Yeah, he does have a football mentality. He, he could be in the show. Yeah, he could. Which Montez do you like better? We're just going. Now we're doing All-American. People don't watch All-American. I mean, I think the husband coach Montez in the beginning, but I think the wife coach Montez really comes around. Maybe she should be the head coach of Coastal California. I think that or of Golden Angeles. Which, by the way, do we have to? Can we talk about the uniforms, the budget on the show for the uniforms? They have to make them as cheap looking as possible to not cross hairs with. Uh, we're getting the cross hairs with USC. I want to ask you questions about what you've seen, but I don't know exactly. Don't do it. Don't do I don't it. Know where you are? We're going to break on that. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Offices Henderson, Reno, and Las Vegas. Seven six six fourteen hundred is the number. Yeah, Mountain West Conference sent uh, a camera crew out to the Final Four, and uh, with some of the media availability, Adam, you were out there. Uh, they were doing interviews with a bunch of the San Diego State players. That's who that was, the Aztec players, about hardest, loudest venues around the Mountain West Conference. Uh, UNLV did not get mentioned. Uh, Nevada got one pop there. I think they're pretty accurate on Utah State and the pit. Um, the other one they didn't mention was Boise State. And Boise State, if I'm correct, was unbeaten at home, and uh, they're pretty good in general at, uh, what is it, Extra Mile Arena. Let's talk about what's going on with the transfer portal. I mean, it's hard to keep up. I'm walking in here before the show, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what? Another guy left Utah State? This has been crazy. Shannon Kelly covers the beat in northern Nevada, Nevada Sportsnet. She's up with us. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks I'm, for having me on. I'm very flustered. Uh, I, I feel like if I'm <laughs> away from my phone for two hours, if I'm lo- not looking at the uh, five sites that cover tra- the transfer portal, I may have missed something. Okay, we... We got to go back to we got to go back Shannon to about three weeks ago. Adam here, you and I were sitting down and we were talking about hey, looking forward, the Wolfpack roster, everyone's back, things look good, and Adam goes, "Is everyone back?" And I, I really thought the roster was going to hold together. What the hell has happened? I know it's been uh, man quite the surprise. I, I guess that's the easiest way to put it, but yeah, it's it's really been. A surprise as a couple dominoes have fallen. Uh, obviously, you know, Darian Williams, a huge loss, the reigning Mountain West freshman of the year. Will Baker, uh, who really seemed to have found his his niche this season. Uh, you know, Baker said he's going to enter into the portal as a, a grad transfer. Um, and then Trey Pettigrew as well, the combo guard there, didn't see too much time uh, as a freshman. But uh, I have to say, I, I didn't uh, necessarily – you know, those names dropping on my, on my bingo card, along with a lot of other guys in the Mountain West, too. 
Adam, you thought this could happen because of Alford's kind of gruff nature? Uh, that and it's college basketball. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's where we are now. That's just what happens. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that there is a certain level of when you play for Steve Alford, it's not all – you know, a lot of guys respond well and a lot of guys don't. And, a lot, you know, I think that goes with a lot of different coaches around – the, around the country, but him in particular is one that, you know, some guys just don't want to, want to be in that, and some guys respond well to it and uh, find their, you know, find their best game uh, under a coach like that. But um, it's also just the reality of what college basketball is, and, and I don't think it's done. I think more guys will go in. Yeah. I think in the next couple of weeks, guys from, guys from all over the country are going to go in, and it's, it's guys that have NIL deals that are going to expire, and it's guys that uh, are going to hear that, hey, it's open season for NIL deals elsewhere. Let's see what I can get somewhere. When you think back, Shannon, Shannon Kelly's with us here on Cofield and Company from Nevada Sportsnet with Baker and Pettigrew and Williams, when you think back, because sometimes you'll reflect and you're like, you know, maybe I, you know, I did see this happen or that happen or something in practice. or Like when you think back, did you see it with any of, any of those guys that they were leaving? You know, I have to say I didn't because I didn't see much of practice. Uh, we you know, didn't watch many practices this year. There were closed practices for the most part. Um, but it can, you but know, it can even happen in games. Like, I'll, 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 give you, yeah. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example here in a second. But go ahead and tell me what you saw in games. Yeah, I mean, in games though, I think you know you saw spurts of, of Trey Pettigrew. You know what he can do, and Coach Alford did say on uh, one of his coaches' shows. You know, if if he can be patient, he could have a really great career here yeah, yeah. at Nevada. So maybe, you know, he wasn't seen as patient as maybe <laughs> Coach Alford would have liked. Um, Will Baker, you know, this being now his third year with the program, I think he might have maybe a, a different situation being a grad transfer. His mom was sick for most of his career. She battled cancer while he was at Nevada. He's from Texas. Maybe he wants to get a little bit closer to home. Uh, Nevada didn't have his major either. He was super in the film. That was you know, some comments that uh, one of his friends had posted on a 247 sports site that I saw on Twitter. Um, and then with Darian Williams, I thought it was interesting because he told us after the NCAA tournament that he was coming back. And then we saw shortly after that he was also going to put his name into the portal. So that was probably the most surprising one to me just because he, he did tell us that he was planning to come back. But things had changed a couple weeks later. Yeah, I think Darian Williams is the worst loss because you got an underrated guy. He, I think he's perfect for the Mountain West Conference, and he should have been and could have been a building block now for three more years. So that's a, that's a real kick in the pants on that one. I read something about Baker. I read the point about his mom being sick, but I also read maybe there's a, a post-grad issue in terms of what he wants to study, something about having, I think, interest in video and film, and maybe uh, Nevada didn't, have, didn't offer it. So I, I don't know. These, these situations are, are complicated. Have you heard something like that that maybe – I mean, I believe me, I, the school I root for had a, a post-grad kid leave, and he could have stayed, uh, decided to go to another school because they had his, you know, his specialty there. So sometimes, you know, it's funny, kind of crazy, right? We actually talk academics. Sometimes kids actually transfer <laughs> to get that post-grad. Yeah. Not only do they want to win, they'll probably get some NIL money, but maybe it's a, a major uh, post-grad study that the school doesn't have. Totally, and I think for Baker, that's probably a, a huge part of it, and that was also part of that post where they didn't necessarily have his majors. He was a film major coming in uh, from Texas, and then he switched over to journalism at Nevada. And you know, so since he kind of since he has been here for a few years, like you know, to Adam's point of hey, playing for for Coach Alford, maybe it's just not for everybody. And but for him though to be able to stick it out for a couple of years and, and truly improve this season as well. 
that for him, maybe it was just, hey, you know what, this is where I see my future going. Maybe it's not with basketball. Maybe he plays one more year somewhere else. Maybe who knows um, what exactly is next for Will. But as you said, I mean, we don't maybe focus on that too much, but who knows with the academic side what exactly it is he's looking for in his next venture. You know, it's funny, too, when – and you're younger than us. Adam and I are a little (laughs) bit older. When when people our age – and this is not us, but when they judge the portal and they see people, kids leaving, they look at it like, hey, there's a lack of loyalty. And I think a lot of what we're doing is projecting the way we live and the way we feel onto kids. Like, I'm lucky enough to have, you know, a gig around Lotus Broadcasting now for like 18 years, right? Maybe I'm not comfortable moving around and bouncing around. I think kids these days are comfortable. Maybe it's because of the high school play and AAU. And um, I don't know, you were an athlete. Could you imagine going to three, three, you know, three different schools in four or five years? I couldn't. I think, obviously, things were a little bit different. The portal was just kind of starting up when I had graduated, um, you know, 2016, 17, that, that time period when I graduated in 2017. But, um, obviously, it wasn't as big. But I, I can't imagine that, no. But I think also, you know, with softball specifically, there is not a professional option Right. Uh, mainly at the next level. So I think that also kind of plays a role into it because you don't, you know, see it as much as you do with football, with men's basketball, women's basketball, you know, sports that there are opportunities to continue playing at the next level in more of a capacity than softball. So, but I just can't know. I think I was so rooted here. I mean, obviously I went to junior college for two years in Santa Barbara, then transferred up to Nevada, but I can't imagine going to another school or even more schools after that yeah. that just that just seems like a lot to uproot your life as your college student you're you know enjoying those memories you're making memories you obviously want to win games but you know you do kind of set your life somewhere for a little bit so uh, yeah i can't i don't it's hard for me to grasp good news for the pack uh we think that come i don't want to say he's like for sure we <laughs> keenan blackshear did say he wants to stay he did. Okay, well, he that's did. good. I, he told that to John Rothstein. We haven't spoke with Keenan uh, one-on-one after that comment. But, yeah, he did say he wants to stay. And, uh, we, knew, you know, after the tournament, uh, he didn't have an answer for us one way or another what he wanted to do in that moment uh, following their, their loss there at the NCAA tournament. But he sounds like he appears to stay. And I think if he stays, that'll be – That'll be great. I mean, Coach Alford, though, said towards the end of the season, which, you know, things worked out pretty well for them after losing Warren, Warren Washington, uh, Desmond Cambridge, and Grant Sherfield. Things worked out well this year. But I think to be able to keep Keenan into that mix is absolutely huge, keeping him and then adding some more pieces uh, from the portal, wherever that may be. I would assume, uh, switching to football for one last question here, I would assume that spring practice, the vibe around this team, is almost like a fresh start because you know, the staff really never never had a chance last year to, to walk in with the full complement of, you know, prep time and um, lead time to put together a team. So is the vibe different? Definitely. I think you nailed it right there. I think this coaching staff now having more than just a couple months under their belt and a bunch of guys that they weren't familiar with. Now they've had a full year with their guys and they brought in a lot of guys uh, this off season, I want to say close to a dozen or so Division One transfers. Uh, you know, some guys who are locals as well who can hopefully make an impact. Who were playing in the Pac-12 
Um, but yeah, certainly the buzz at spring football has been been pretty high. They have a couple more weeks left. Uh, the spring games on April twenty second, so it'll be exciting to see what they can do in their upcoming scrimmages and in that game. Shannon, you're the best. We appreciate you stepping up on short notice, and uh, we'll reach out again soon. Uh, some more updates on the football program, and uh, we'll see what the basketball team puts together here the next month. It's kind of the situation all over the Mountain West. Yeah, it certainly is. It's been, like you said, every couple hours checking to see, oh, who's next, who's the next domino to fall. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. But thanks, guys, for having right, me we'll on. As always, see ya. There you go. Follow Nevada Sportsnet. Um, do you want to make a bet? I I'm not I don't think I can take the side of he'll stay. Keenan Blackshear, one gone. of their best players. That I, he's gone. Well, he announced before ba- their big man Will Baker went in, and there's still gonna, you know people are going to still talk to him, and there's going to be NL money out there. It's like nothing seems like a final decision right now. No. I'm just laughing during the break. Adam Hill is getting ready for a Knights game tonight. We all are big game, right? We're going to get to the Knights again in the five o'clock hour. We'll get to some betting angles. Little recap of college basketball betting and college football look-aheads already with odds being posted. Brad Powers is in. But this portal has taken over my life. I love it so much. Men's basketball is going on right now. Football reopens on May 1st. I mean, football is going to be that'll be the, the way to fortify your roster kind of on the back end. What's going on in basketball is your roster. Like, they could be leaving, and then you need to go in and get half your team. There's so many crazy stories. Yesterday we found out Wyoming lost Graham Ike, the preseason conference player of the year. He's gone to Providence. Wyoming lost Noah Reynolds, who I think was actually their best player last year until he got hurt. He's going to Wisconsin. We've had departures from several other schools. UNLV's lost some key players. There are rumors today, you know, an obvious one. Uh, one predictor, I think it's on3.com, was saying that Keyshawn Gilbert from the Rebels would be going to Iowa State. So obviously with odds, we'll, if that happens, we can break that down another day. Stephen Ashworth, who is like as Utah State as you can get, is in the portal. Now, if you notice, when these coaching searches take a little longer, like you remember the whole Patino, you know, Iona St. John's, FDU, like you got to coach right away. But when the kids sit around and then people are talking to them, Utah State has now lost um, – they haven't lost him. But in the portal is Sean Barstow. In the portal, Max Solga, who's a really good player. And now Stephen Ashworth, who's one of the five best players in the Mountain West Conference. Now, I think this can all be saved, depending on who they hire. But now it's hustle time. And the other problem in the state of Utah, I think the between the three schools, the three big schools in Utah, Adam, the, the dirtbaggishness of the three schools, huh. recruiting guys off a of roster from the other school. It's happened, and it happens all the time. So I wonder what BYU and Utah will do. Craig Smith brought in Ashworth. Yeah. Coached him. But I'll tell you what, if I'm Ashworth and I don't and I don't feel like I have to stay in a Utah community, there's a lot of places he could go and be a really good player and win and guarantee himself a shot at the NCAA tournament. So I would think long and hard about that, but I don't know his family situation. I think he is married and has I think he has at least one kid. I'm guessing at that. I know I think he's married. So I wasn't gonna <laughs> say I know he is. Uh he's a good player. He is, he's a good player, but in and I yeah, you know, I think to the point, like it's not that he's he's not gone yet necessarily, no, but no. I think I think they could all be recruited as, back to the program. And as you're gonna have, here, they're gonna have to hire a coach relatively soon. And as you're sitting here waiting, you know, to find out who your coach is, you might as well go in, and yeah. it gives you the opportunity to explore what's out there, explore your options, see, you know, what what could be out there. Who who contacts you? All of a sudden, you start hearing from you know every top program in the country. You're like, okay, 
now I have all these options. But you don't have to leave. You can you can weigh those options while you wait to find out who's going to be the coach and if you really want to go or not. So, you know, that, that just gives you the opportunity to hear what people have to say. My list, because I'm very um, – all of these will be concentrating on weather, but I also want to be somewhere – that I have a chance to win a national championship. I, but I'm certainly going to make the tournament, right? If I were an Ashworth type, might not start, but might be the sixth man, say, right? He's going to get 25 minutes of, of play. He's a really good player as a six-foot point guard. My list would be, and again, I'm, I didn't, I, I grew up a lot differently, and I'm a lot older than Stephen Ashworth. For programs I'd be interested in for a lot of reasons, Miami, USC, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Florida. You can see there's a heavy lean there on weather. Good list. Gonzaga, ugh. weather. It's not. That's not the weather part. That okay. is, I know that a roster is going to be put around me that is well funded. Sure. Yeah. That's definitely. That's definitely important. Uh, no question about it. So yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it just depends what you value, what you, what you want to have. Like, is it is it just I want to play in the tournament? Well, there's schools that are in the tournament every year, and you can go to one of them. If it, is it, you know, finishing out your schooling at a place that'll get you a great job somewhere? Yeah, maybe. Is it a pl- will a place pay you? Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Do you think at Utah State, after all he's done at that school, that the alums and friends he's made there would turn their back on him? Because you're right. that is, we, we talked about this a lot last week. It was actually Tubby Smith, name drop. Last week we were talking about relations. That's why you go to school, not just to play basketball. The relationships, like you don't want to screw up all of your relationships for post-school and jobs post-basketball. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Brad Powers. Adam, you might have to do the spot. I got. I have to stay off the internet during the breaks with the transfer portal. Just, it just keeps happening. I just, I can't, I can't do this. Brad Powers is in. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. I'm, I'm like losing my mind with the college basketball transfer portal. I just every break, I'm like, he's in, he's in. Where his list? This guy, I'm, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, yeah. You're surprised by it? Uh, no. I mean. Uh, We've already seen what, what, you know, obviously last year was a big year for the transfer portal, but then uh, teams get bigger each and every year in college football as well. Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm upset that football's not back yet with the transfer portal. That one opens up on May 1st, and it is going to be significant because there are going to be kids who are pushed out of programs or walk-on programs yeah. who aren't playing, so that's going to be something to track. I want to go back because we're going to get to college football here in a second because I saw you, you have your list of uh, returning starters in the Pac-12, and I want to talk some Pac-12. I, I noticed you um, lamenting the fact that you're having a tough time in the tournament. And, you know, when, when we don't do well, and I, I never do well, you do well all the time, but when we don't do well, it is a time for self-examination. And I know you were getting really, really irked about some of the struggles. Now that you've had like 10 days to think about it, what conclusion do you come up with about this year's tournament and how hard it was to win? Uh, good question. Uh, I, I don't have an answer yet, and I think it's okay to, to say that. I, I think part of it is I'm not following. I mean, you're talking about transfer portal right now. I mean, you got to be following. If you really want to be, you know, the the, the, the creme de la creme in college basketball as far as handicapping and betting and whatnot, you got to follow it year round. Uh, you, you mentioned, I mean, season technically is over, but I mean, it's never over when you have something like the transfer portal and, and uh, you know the, all that other stuff that's going on in the sport and. You know, on top of it, it's 360 teams. So, I mean, part of it's I don't pick it up until January. I think and the market's a lot more efficient than what it was five, ten years ago. Uh, maybe I, you know, everyone talks parity all the time, but I don't see tend to see a lot of parity 
all like everyone says, says they do, but obviously this year's tournament was a lot of parity. Uh, so I think some of that had to do with that. I mean, just teams uh, that I didn't expect that, that to play well did. Adam, jump in because you're a big college basketball fan, but you don't get to cover it like you used to. True. Um, is Do you think this is a one-off because the portal is this – kind of ebb and flowing type thing or is there a chance this year the rich get richer and really load up and then the tournament maybe gets a little more normalcy next year it's possible i mean that's the plan but i mean how many how many coaches we talked to uh, i talked to a lot of coaches this weekend and they just said uh you know what it's you can get all these guys and bring them in but uh, you just never know how they're going to connect and how they're going to blend and uh it's just very hard when you've got basically like six or seven months of saying like hey let's put a team together here and uh, you you know you're not you're not really gonna know. You, if you look at UConn, who went and added their key piece and Tristan Newton as a point guard to come in, and they needed that guy, and he was great, and he was very important, uh, and the team looked incredible. They also had a stretch of eight games where they couldn't win. Right. So so I mean it was you know all these teams have these ebbs and flows. It's very very difficult to predict. I think in the in the long run, in the end, we'll start seeing whatever teams come up with the most money, put the put together the best teams. But I don't know that that's right away. I don't think it's next year. Any follow-up on that, Brad, or move on? Well, no, I think it, I'm glad that Adam brought it up. I'm not even sure some of the coaches know. I mean, and for every team that, that you know kind of fell apart, you know, tried to use the transfer portal process, you had a team like Kansas State that was basically built from the ground up, an entirely different different new team, and they make the Elite Eight and almost make the Final Four. So uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen, and the only thing that I did see a little bit, uh, you know, carryover was, if you go back through it and look at the Ken Palm experience, experience did matter this year, especially some of the, the, those older teams that, that, that are you know from the one you know, the one bit conferences. Some of the most experienced teams in the country did end up overachieving, uh, at least compared to preseason expectations. Adam, do you know when Ken Palm does the experience thing? Does that also include the the fifth year guy who who's at his third school? Or is it based on experience with that coach? Because that's another interesting. And sixth year and seventh year in the right? case of like right? Jordan I mean, McCabe. I, yeah, well, or the San Diego State had had a six-year guy on the team in Seiko and a ropes, you know, 30 years old. So, But they were there. Yeah. They were there. So uh, um, I do want to mention, Brad, Brad Powers is with us, college uh, sports betting expert, really great on college football. Um, I was around a Kansas City crew this weekend, and some of them are gamblers, and they actually did, they did point out they love following you. They love – uh, watching your shows, your podcasts, and they said one of the things they really appreciate is that you are honest about when things don't go well. So just if uh, just so you know, it works. <laughs> yeah. No, people do appreciate that. Yeah, I'm pretty that. self-deprecating, but look, as bad as it was, and I know it's two separate things, but obviously, I mean, these lines are relatively short in the tournament. Yeah. When I saw how my bracket did against everybody else, I finished it in the 99th percentile. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm lamenting that, oh, I was terrible. And yet, 99th percentile bracket-wise. So, I know it's a little bit different, but still, I can tell that a lot of people probably did not have a good march. All right, let's talk about the list that you have up here, returning starters, uh, what this means and how you put this into your handicap. And this is returning starters for the Pac-12. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I do it old school by hand. I mean, I print off uh, the depth charts, the start charts from last year, the, the stat packs, and you know, go, go to the current roster and, you know, physically do it by hand. And, you know, just because, you know, you started, you know, 10 games last year out of 12 games or whatnot, I, I tend to go towards the guy that had the most production, you know, a wide receiver or whatnot. So and it's kind of more production than, 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 you know, who actually physically started the games. 
But, uh, yeah, I do it by hand. And uh, here's, here's one thing I'll say, and a lot of people are questioning it. You know, why take the time to do that? Well, I mean, there are some, you know, measurables that are out there, like if Bill Connolly does return production. I'm here to tell you that his stuff isn't always accurate, and uh, sometimes I can find value in, hey, this updated roster, those numbers that Bill Connolly had from two months ago aren't, doesn't necessarily reflect uh, what this team is right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I tend to find maybe a team, a conference, where that returning production number is way wrong. Uh, one of our local shows was talking to a Pac-12 expert, and the question was out there about USC on defense, if they're going to be better on defense, if Lincoln Riley can improve the defense. Uh, returning, if I'm reading this correctly, six returning starters on offense, nine on defense. So will the defense be better? Yeah, I think they'll be better, but, I mean, that's not saying much considering how bad they were, especially at the end of last season. Uh, but, but also, I mean, I still have some concerns because, let's face it, I mean, he didn't normally field really good defenses at Oklahoma. So I'm not sure that you can play great defense with the way he plays offense, meaning a bunch of tempo. Uh, the defense is constantly, you know, I have to be on the field. And one thing I'll say, I think USC's team is much better this year, at least on paper, than what they were a year ago. One thing that they might not be as fortunate is, keep in mind, USC was the number one team in the country in turnover margin by a significant margin. So do they get that another year? So Maybe USC is a better team this year. I could see them being obviously the Pac-12 favorite, but do they get a lot of lucky bounces like they did a year ago? When I'm rewatching some of the tape on some of their games, like their Oregon State game, they're plus four in turnovers, and USC still almost lost the game. How do we read numbers for these teams? Because um, when you have coaches who are turning over a roster, sometimes only bringing back 12 or 11 or, uh, yeah, 11 again. In the case of Arizona State, Arizona, and Colorado, you know, we look at that and go, oh, my God, they're in trouble. Or, hey, that's the way it works, man. The old roster wasn't good enough. you got to turn over a bunch of starters. Yeah, that's a good question, and I'm not sure yet. I almost have to watch their spring to, to see if they're still, you know, typically if, if all things created equal, I'd be a little bit pessimistic. But, I mean, with the transfer pool, I mean, Arizona State, I look, I mean, they have 115 players on, on the roster, walk-ons and scholarship guys. 53 players on that 115 guys listed are transfers. So, I mean, I, I don't know yet on how those guys are going to end up fitting in. Obviously, Colorado's bringing in 45 new players this year as well, and, and you would think that they upgraded with uh, Dion. I mean, uh, you certainly know the name Shadir Sanders, Travis Hunter and whatnot, Cormani McLean as a true freshman, but, I, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of guys that they have to replace, and, a lot of guys that weren't very good to begin with last year. So, to me, I hate to say it, that you know, there's nothing I can really quantify. Like, this is the magic number. And it's kind of an eye test on why I watch 50 or 60 spring games to see if these guys are gelling or not. Brad, Power 7 up on Twitter. Adam? Do you think it's going to work at Colorado in the long run with Dion? No. Uh, I don't want to rile up uh, the cult of crime. Uh, I did that about three, four months ago. But uh, I don't see it. I mean, look. Is it going to work out better than the Carl Durrell era? <laughs> yes. Will it probably work out better than what they've been mainly for the, the most part of the last 15 years? Yes. But the way the expectations are around this program, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to live up to expectations. Big Ten, you have the numbers up. Nebraska's got 14 starters back. That's in the upper half of the league. Can Nebraska make a quick turnaround? Yes, I mean, this is a team, and I tweeted about this, that obviously it's famous on how many close games and the horrific record Scott Frost had in close games. It was like 6-22 and in one possession games in his tenure 
And a lot of it, you know, you want to say bad luck. Well, I think a lot of it is got frustrated at own bad luck by being a terrible coach. I mean, I, I tweeted he's onside kicking up 11 against Northwestern. They don't recover. Northwestern gets the ball, gets momentum, scores a touchdown. That Northwestern wins that game because of a stupid decision by Scott Frost. So I obviously think Matt Rule's a better coach than him. Uh, but, and I like some of the talent that not only they get coming back, but also some of the talent that they've hit in the portal. The team to look out for that I think is the most interesting is the team at the top of that list, returning starters. I think Wisconsin deserves to be the preseason favorite in the West, not only because they return 16 starters, but, I mean, they bring a ton of talent and transfers. And plus, I think Luke Sickles is a better coach than, than Paul Crest. SEC, uh, second highest amount of starters returning is Mizzou. Does Drinkwitz make the move up to something closer to eight or nine wins? Yeah, I would have liked that. They canceled their spring game, so that bothered me. I really wanted to get a good look. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I think this is the time to make a move. I mean, Florida's down still a little bit in the SEC. I think South Carolina actually has a down year compared to expectations. Look, they're not going to catch Georgia. They're not going to probably catch even Tennessee. But if you're asking me a dark horse team to, to be that number three slot in the SEC, it could be Missouri. But what does that mean? Uh, you know, they've been flirting with bowl eligibility, like six wins. For much of the last four or five years, maybe they can sneak in seven, maybe eight wins at most. I, I still think this is a four or five loss team. I swear by these numbers, I really do. Uh, Alabama only has ten starters returning. I think they're going to be terrible. Oh wow! Uh, that, that's a joke. That was a joke. That was dripping with sarcasm. Okay. That was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> you're, no, you're like, I mean, they're typically. Let's go. Look, these numbers aren't all created equal. I mean, Alabama being the exception, they always return ten starters. I mean, typically because they have so many guys go to the pros each and every year. Uh, there are some chinks in the armor of the program. If you don't believe me, well, I mean, just look at the amount of close games that they've played the, the last two years. I mean, I think there's 10 one-possession games. Uh, I mean, half their games that are coming down to the wire. So uh, how do they get that cleaned up this year? Well, it's tough when you lose your best player on defense in Will Anderson and obviously your best player on offense in Bryce Young. But I like Tommy Reese, the new offense coordinator. A lot of people don't like him. I do. I think he got a bad rap at Notre Dame. Um, I think for, for once, Alabama's Sneaking around, flying a little bit under the radar for the first time in a decade. Uh, i got 30 seconds left. Uh, you did a video pod the other day, a uh, draft preview with uh, the one, the only, Joey Kanish. Uh, had that go? Uh, absolutely worth a watch? Uh, not worth a watch for NFL draft stuff because, I mean, I basically mentioned that there isn't much available right now in the Nevada market. But if you want to get a jump start on a lot of college football, well, yeah, give it a watch. It's less than an hour. There you go. And you don't think it's going to change this year in this market, huh? I, I have serious doubts on how much is going to be available God. this year in the draft. I have pizza money. I need to bet. Come on. <laughs> Unreal. All right, Brad. Have a good week. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'll see you Saturday at the spring game. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Meet and greet. Come down on the field. You can meet all the stars of the broadcast. There you go. Brad Powers referencing the uh, UNLV spring showcase. This hour is presented by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 766-1400. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Remember, 775 up north, 702 down here.